Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, and whatever part of the day you're in. Whether you're getting ready for work, or driving to or from work, doing laundry or dishes, or ferrying kids around or whatever else that I'm sure most of y'all are back to already after Christmas. I uh, appreciate y'all joining me. I know y'all have a lot of other things to do. Uh, and so I appreciate you giving me some of your time. And I will try and use it wisely. And go for one of our little walks down the road. I have one kitty cat coming down the road. No puppy dog. And the birds are on the other side of the house. I'm going to come back and read one of a couple of the quotes real quick from yesterday. And then a couple more. This may be a pretty short podcast. And then we'll move on. But there were a few more by presidents. The one from Ronald Reagan that we read yesterday, and I suppose in my haste, I've forgotten to tell you all, those of y'all that have been sharing the podcast and continue to help it grow, thank you so much. And for those of y'all that have joined over on Patreon and are supporting the podcast financially, I'm incredibly grateful for that as well. And Lord, for the time to record it and the people that listen. And for this country that we live in, thank you. Help us to do your will. In your son's name we pray. Amen. So this one by Ronald Reagan, I wanted to come back to something. The Bible and its teachings help form the basis for the founding fathers' abiding belief in the inalienable rights of the individual. Rights which they found implicit in the Bible's teaching of the inherent worth and dignity of each individual. A lot of times you'll have somebody that'll tell you, well, you know, if if the founders were so Christian, why didn't they talk about Jesus Christ in the Constitution? You notice they don't say the Declaration because they do talk about God. And considering that 50 two or three or one or something like that of the 55 delegates uh, were avowed Christians. It's apparent that the, well, that's for the Constitution, so even more so, but the Declaration, when they're talking about God, they're talking about God, the Father of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, and not any other, not a random general deity, right? And so, couple things here. One, if you're going to have an honest discussion, you have to be willing to acknowledge that the founders' basis, their worldview, came from God and Jesus Christ. That it formed the basis for their belief, like Reagan says here. And the other thing is there are implicit in the Constitution 
referrals to the teachings of God and Jesus Christ. And so I, I just wanted to talk about that. It, it, you have to be willing to start there, folks. And if people aren't willing to start there, then you can kind of go ahead and you can at least assume that they're either really badly misinformed or they don't really want to have they won't they don't want to have a real conversation because when you look back at it you know you can go back which we read also yesterday the the uh, Andrew Jackson quote that the bible is a rock upon which this republic rests so our our presidents our leaders all the way back to our founders they've known this the good and the bad ones right a lot of times when I quote Wilson, and I'll, I'll just briefly note this again, I get people saying, well, he was just a, you know, he was a progressive socialist, so you're just going right along that path. No, that's even more condemning, because if you have, and I'm not saying that I agree with this about Wilson, I'm just, if you have bad men that still acknowledge the truth, right, it's like the demon in the New Testament that says, you know, Jesus Christ, I know. And so even, even evil knows the truth. So when you have that, if that's the case, when they acknowledge, that's even more condemning of our current state in America. And then Lincoln, I can't remember whether we read this last one yesterday or not. The Bible is the best gift God has given to men. All the good Savior gave to the world was communicated through this book. But for it, we could not know right from wrong. Echoes Jackson's about the Bible being the basis for the Republic in the sense that the Bible is the best gift God has ever given to man. So if you want freedom and liberty, why would you turn away from the best gift that God has ever given to man? And you want to talk about the greatest of our presidents. Abraham Lincoln has to be on a pretty short list. Uh, so, President Zachary Taylor, it was for the love of the truths of this great book, the Bible, that our fathers abandoned their native shores for the wilderness. Animated by its lofty principles, they toiled and suffered till the desert blossomed as the rose from Isaiah 35.1. The Bible is the best of books and I wish it were in the hands of everyone. It is indispensable to the safety and permanence of our institutions. A free government cannot exist without religion and morals, and there cannot be morals without religion, nor religion without the Bible, especially should the Bible be placed in the hands of the young. It is the best school book in the world. I would that all of our people were brought up under the influence of that holy book. Well, we could probably just come back. Oh, puppy dog, the three-legged wolf has decided to come out. We could probably just come back to this one quote every podcast. It seems to hammer everything. Before I forget, though, folks, uh, because I have been away from these sources for a couple months at least, uh, I'm pulling from the Founders Bible today. You can find these quotes other places. Uh, well, there's a couple great resources online. Um, and I can't remember either one of them, the little web address right now. But there's a, a website that 
dedicates itself to all of the president's comments, letters, miscellaneous speeches, everything. Uh, the Avalon Project out of Yale is pretty good. So there, there's a lot of other good places you can get this. But as far as a hard copy, something to physically have and flip flip through and be able to to get a little guidance on how our country is tied to God. The Founders Bible is a great resource. Uh, the Patriots Bible, I would say, is a little bit more accessible. Uh, it's a little bit easier to see that connection. But the Founders Bible is a lot more detailed. So if you're looking for references and you want to go look up those sources, that's that's a better one to use. And then the America's God and Country Encyclopedia is, is kind of a combination of both, except that it's not a Bible, uh, which is fine, but it's got, it's pretty easy to go through and look up sources uh, and comments by people. And, and none of these are exhaustive. That's the great thing, folks, is each one seems to have information that the others don't. Now, they overlap a lot, for sure, but it just goes to show the mountain of information there is. So I always recommend, and I do throughout the year, most podcasts, I'll mention them briefly. You can get them Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and I would recommend it for each house, and they ought to be textbooks required in every single classroom, regardless of subject, uh, in any public institution across the nation. And so this, this quote here by Taylor, right? It really hits everything. Our founders came here, right? It was love of the truths of this great book, the Bible that our fathers abandoned their native shores for the wilderness. They didn't come here for the Quran. They didn't come here from, for any text from Buddhism or Hinduism or uh, atheism or, or general deity, right? Yeah, were there some people that came across merely seeking fortune? Sure. Was financial hope uh, a little bit part of everybody's? I don't know. You know, you don't know the heart and soul. Some of these people were just so desperate to have the ability to worship God how they saw fit. Um, a lot of them, really. That, who's to say? If, if You know, and when you read the history, if money was really an influence at all, man, a lot of them were really sorely disappointed. Uh, because life over here was extremely rough, and yet they still came. And they had to know that a little bit, that life was going to be hard. And so this first line, you know, our founders, they came for Christianity. They came for the principles taught in the Bible by Jesus Christ. And then talking about, I wish it were in the hands of everyone. It's indispensable to the safety and permanence of our institutions. So we can't have, and this is echoed by a number of leaders, we can't have our institutions, our republic, without God and Jesus Christ and the principles that they taught. It's just, it's not possible. You can't have freedom and liberty without religion and morality you can't have morality without religion and you can't have religion of the one true god without the bible and so this idea and this is two totally separate arguments we talk about this not infrequently the idea that freedom of religion means that you have to kick god and jesus christ out of the public life of the american 
soul, the American society, is simply not true. That's a completely different argument. In order for our republic and our institutions to work, we've got to have God and Jesus Christ at the core of them. At the same time, one of those core principles is free will. You can't force somebody to believe in God and Jesus Christ, just like you can't force them not to. And so you can have Americans that aren't Christian, but it's impossible to have America without Jesus Christ. And those are two totally separate points. And, and we've allowed the left of people that want to move towards socialism and communism to really blur those lines. A free government <clears throat> cannot exist without religion and morals, and there cannot be morals without religion, nor religion without the Bible, especially should the Bible be placed in the hands of the young. It is the best school book in the world. I would that all of our people were brought up under the influence of that holy book. So when you talk about public education today, you know, if you want to build a private school in America that functions on Islam or atheism, totally secular, you have the ability to do that. You get enough people together, you get money from them, you set up that private institution, and then if you find enough people that are willing to come to that school and pay for their kids to come to that school, then it works. But for public institutions, in the United States, whether it's K through 12 education or college, if you're using taxpayer money, money, it must be centered on God and Jesus Christ. And, and you can go back to Fisher Ames, who worded the First Amendment. You can go to our first Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, John Jay. You can go to other Supreme Court justices like Joseph Story, and you can talk to other, you can look at other presidents' words. But again and again, you see, you can look at Jefferson's action when he was in charge of the school district in Washington. The Bible has to be not just a textbook in schools, but the primary textbook in public schools. And the reason is what Taylor says here, educating our youth, because we have to raise our youth in these principles that are found in the Bible, that our founders came here based upon. And so, I mean, it's just, you know, we say the same thing over and over again. We talk to these, just add these tools to your toolbox. Know that when somebody's telling you, oh, you, you can't have God and Jesus Christ in public schools, that that's completely untrue. That the 1947 decision about separation of church and state, which is nowhere in the Declaration or the Constitution, uh, has to be overturned immediately, as soon as possible. 
And the only way that we're going to get this republic back on track is, as so many of our founders and, and leaders have talked about, is to educate our children in these principles. And this goes back to what we talked about with the Methodist Church and the split there on the podcast recently. If you are an American and you don't want your child educated with the principles of the Bible, which so if you don't want, right, what are the principles of Jesus Christ? Well, the first two are love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind and all your soul. And then love your neighbor as yourself. So if you don't want love to be one of the core principles that's taught to your child, if you don't want them to treat others regardless of race or ethnicity or class, to treat them the same, if you want some other set of principles, then sure, go ahead and, and leave public education and, and form a different school. But it should not, cannot be the responsibility of those that adhere to our founding faith and principles, their job to lead. That is the failed, and, and for those of y'all out there that I'm irritating you a little bit right now that want to secede from the Union, that is the failed mentality of the South. The job, and, and <clears throat> the failed mentality of the British too, of the loyalists and both the revolution and the civil war those who really loved america and our you know our founders really loved britain right up until the very end but the responsibility is for those who stand with evil to leave who reject truth to leave not the other way around one more john quincy adams the law given from Sinai was a civil and municipal as well as a moral and religious code. It contained many statutes of universal application, laws essential to the existence of men and society, and most of which have been enacted by every nation which ever professed any code of laws. So our laws here in the United States come from the Bible, all the way back to the Ten Commandments. It's a civil and municipal, as well as moral and religious code, essential to the existence of men in society. So it's not just a matter of our social lives, talk about our familial relationships, our marriages, our relationships with parents, with children, friends, neighbors. It also applies to our laws and, and that's the we're doing a pretty good pretty bad job of following it individually socially to begin with but then we've kicked it out kicked god and jesus christ out of our laws as well our institutions and so again you just can't have it you go back to taylor's quote you can't have morality without religion and you can't have religion without the bible and you can't have america without religion and morality so you can't have america without the bible
sun is dropping, says the temperature. Everyone has abandoned me on this little walk. Except for those of y'all still listening, I sure do appreciate it. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless America. We'll talk to y'all again real soon, folks. Looking forward to it.